Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello and welcome to Money Tips again. This is Charles Kelly. Uh, Today I want to talk about property prices and particularly property prices in the London area, which are falling at the fastest rate for years. Uh, Detached homes, for instance, in London fell in value by more than 50,000 last year, according to official figures. And, you know, these are figures from the land registry. Now, I've given you other figures recently from uh, various lenders like Halifax and Nationwide. But the land registry are figures based on actual sales and, you know, the, the, the registered price when, when they were sold. So, so these are what they would call the official land registry figures. And the typical type of property which cost 903000 in May of last year fell by 6.1% to 847998 so I call it 848000 by this May, according to land registry figures. And prices of other properties in the capital are falling, but by, by not as, as high a rate. So that's, that's a 6% drop. That's quite a, a large drop. And, you know, I, I, I suppose we, we all know this, that asking prices are falling, but these are now based on the prices that are sold, the, the, the registered price sold from year to the next year, and that's 6%. So not not you know not a huge drop, but when you you add it up with with the the previous drops, because I think prices have been falling for a few years now, it, it's it's quite a, a big dent. Now not everyone, of course, is selling, so you won't find that you know you'll be able to immediately walk in and and, and get a, a bargain because some people are just holding on, but some people then have to sell eventually. So you know it it is hitting people in their pocket. Now annual property. Uh, prices rose overall in the UK, but slowed to just just over one percent, one point two percent. That's in May from one and a half percent for the previous month. Uh, but the fact that they're still rising at all is is thanks to price increases outside of London. For instance, some of the the fastest rates are in Northern Ireland. But I mean, you know, you're barely talking about just over three percent. Wales is going up, Scotland, West Midlands, Southwest, Northwest, Yorkshire and Humberside, East, Southeast, East Midlands. And then the Northeast has dropped back a little bit. And London, has, as, as we say, has dropped back, you know, by on average by, you know, something like four and a half percent. So and, and these are figures from the Office for National Statistics. So, you know, if you've bought in places like Northern Ireland or Scotland, you've probably done quite well. Uh, for some reason, the northeast—I don't know why that—that's fallen, and you know, fair enough. Um, now, the London housing market has obviously been affected by factors which perhaps don't hit other parts of the country, uh, like like stamp duty and you know the, the Brexit and the, the the effect on overseas buyers. Perhaps uh, it, it could be one of those things, and and also the the additional taxes on on landlords and and buy to let investors who have to pay additional stamp duty but i mean the stamp duty just for a first-time buyer in london is, is just ridiculous really it's just a a, a complete rip-off um now the stamp the land registry 
figures shows that prices fell by, on average in London, 4.4% for the year to May. The biggest drop since a 7% decrease was recorded during the financial crisis of 2009. So let's just repeat that. It's 4.4% drop year to year in May of, of, of 2019, which is the biggest drop since a 7% decrease was recorded during the financial crisis. And we're not in a financial crisis, or, or are we? <laughs> well, we're certainly not in the, in the 2008 fi financial crisis. And this is made up of the 6.1% fall of detached homes, as well as drops of, say, 5% for flats and masonettes, 4% drop for semi-detached houses, and you know, just a 2.9% drop for, for terrace houses. So, you know, that, that, that they're just breaking it down there, really. And I, I think the scale of the, the London fall is a reminder of the, the shift in the, the dynamic in the capital. Uh, perhaps, you know, uh, young people are now saying we're just going to rent. There's certainly been a rise in the people renting. Uh, but there are some, you know, if, if you want to go out and buy, now is the time to sort of, really go in and, and dictate the terms. Uh, but the average home in London is still valued at 457,000. The land registry data shows and the, the average around the country for the UK average is 229,000. So the capital is still, you know, setting the trend in terms of the, 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 the prices are still high here. And that brings me on to another uh, report and, and uh, about the amount of people renting if you go back to 2007 to 2008, in the, the 16 to 24 bracket, uh, the, the people renting were you know, less than less than 20 percent or they, they, they were sorry. The people renting at that time were uh, only around 50 percent. Now that's jumped to nearly nearly 80 percent, 75 percent. And at the same time, the people buying with a mortgage was was much higher than people renting. And this trend has now reversed with people uh, renting more than they are buying amongst the 16 to 24. And the same thing with the 25 to 34 and the 35 to 44. So there's just been a complete reverse, if you like, of people uh, buying with a mortgage back in 2007 to 2008 compared to 2017 to 2018 it, it's just completely reversed if you look on I mean, you can't see the bar chart but if you look on the bar chart it was it was like this in 2008 now it's the other way around with with people renting more than than buying so you know why, why is that well the number of reasons really uh, prices of, 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 are a factor but I, I think mortgages are, are a factor the, the mortgages have been restricted by the Bank of England so much, I believe, that uh, people, it's not so much the affordability, it's the fact that, that they can't get the mortgage. And if, if the, the, the lender is saying, well, on your income, you can only afford this, that's it, you can't have it. And, I, I, you know, there was, there was another fact that came out, another statistic came out that people in a mortgage mortgage situation they're buying the house with a mortgage spend on average 12 percent of their income on the mortgage payments whereas people in the rented sector are paying on average 36 percent of their income on on rent that's three times the difference which shows you that it's still cheaper to buy if you can get the mortgage and if you can get the right kind of mortgage like a long-term mortgage 
or even uh, an interest-only mortgage. I, d- I don't see why the, the government are so worried about people buying on interest-only. Well, I, I do see why they're they're worried in, in one way, because they feel that people will be too silly and, and they, they, they will get to the end of the mortgage and say, oh, why, why isn't my mortgage paid off? But I think as long as they realise that, you know, this mortgage will never be paid off if it's interest only. Clearly, if you're only paying interest on the loan, you're not paying back capital, then you're not going to pay off the loan. The other way you could, you could reduce your mortgage costs, 40-year mortgages are becoming more popular, 30 and 40-year mortgages. Again, I don't see a problem with that because it's only a problem if you stay in that property for the next 40 years. Uh, but the chances of that are unlikely. The chances are that within the next five to 10 years, most people will move They'll, they'll sell that property, redeem that mortgage, and then they've got a bit of capital there in, in the property to, to do, you know, to, to arrange a different kind of mortgage next time round. So I think if you're going to allow, enable people to buy again, and particularly first time buyers, they, they need some help. They've had the help to buy, but I think they need a bit more. They need to loosen up the mortgage market. Now, obviously, the government are frightened that if you do that, it could cause this sort of boom and bust, but you know, Clearly, you know, if you look at a, a property now and you, you take, say, a two-bedroom flat in London and you work out what it would cost to buy on a mortgage, it's lower than it is to rent the same property. How do I know that? Well, it's obvious because buy-to-let landlords can buy that property and pay a higher interest rate than they would if they were a first-time buyer, and they can rent out the same property and make a profit. Okay, they're putting down a deposit. That's true. But even if they borrowed the whole lot, they, they could probably still make a profit on that. And that, that's, that's the, the test, really. Um, so it's, it's, it's still cheaper to buy if you can get the mortgage. And, and I think that's what's stopping people. Yeah, parents are helping. Uh, the Bank of Mum and Dad apparently is the 11th largest lender in the UK. So, you know, parents are helping. But parents are not going to always have that money. And it, it will affect, in, in the end, it's going to affect this trickle-down wealth, isn't it? You know, people built up these properties and thought they'd have a comfortable retirement and have something to leave for their children or grandchildren. Well, maybe not. Maybe they'll have to give them that now. Uh, you know, I've even heard of people remortgaging their property to give their, their children a deposit. Uh, another thing that can affect your wealth at the end is, is a long-term sickness, perhaps going into a home. That, that could just wipe out your wealth straight away. So... There you go. Um, I, I think you, you, you know, my, my message to the government is to try and look at the mortgage situation, try and loosen things up and make it easier for people to buy and come up with more imaginative schemes. I've heard of sort of co, co-living type places where people can get together and, and buy property as a community. There is shared ownership. Um, you know, they're, they're a bit few and far between. They're not always available in the areas that you want them. And some of them can be expensive because you're paying a mortgage and part rent as well. But at least it does give people a chance to to get, get on that, that mortgage or that property ladder. But it could be that, say, I think a lot of young people now say, look, I'm going to rent and that's it. You know, I'm going to rent and, and and not bother to save. Some of them are just saying, well, I'm, I'm going to rent, enjoy my life um, and not worry about buying a mortgage, buying a house until maybe I'm, I'm in my 30s or 40s. Whereas, you know, I was... I was buying a property in my sort of late teens, early twenties. I, I was already you know, buying at that point, and I could buy on a relatively small income 
I could buy something in the London area. Now I couldn't. Uh, a lot of people I know now who, who own a home and say they're an ordinary sort of middle class family, maybe they're teachers, solicitors, whatever, you know, um, or, or, or just ordinary workers on an ordinary income. They're living in a property which they bought maybe 20 or 30 years ago that they could not buy today. On, on that same sort of situation, if they were coming into the, the marketplace with their income, they just couldn't buy. So prices have obviously gone up exponentially compared to, to incomes and the rest of the country. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Uh, one of the answers, I think, is to uh, loosen up the mortgage market and, and just make it easier. Uh, you know, again, I'll go back to when I was buying again. Um, you... A lot of people were buying on 100% mortgages. Yeah. Um, okay, some of those ended up in negative equity if prices drop back. But as long as you sit tight you st and, and wait for the, 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 you know, I bought a property once on a, I think it was a 95% mortgage with a cash back. And at the time there was a, a, a bit of a crisis, a recession, and the property dropped in value. And it actually took six years before that property went up to the, the, the price that I paid for it. And then I, I sold it at, at a small profit and then moved on. But um, in that six years, I was, I was in a home. I, I, you know, I was paying a mortgage. I was in a home. I wasn't renting. I wasn't on the streets. And it was just a question of waiting until the, I didn't need to sell it in that six years anyway. So this idea of negative equity is, is only a notional figure and, until, the, until such times you want to, to sell, then yeah, you, you've got negative equity. But a lot of people during that negative equity period was, oh, it's negative equity. I'm handing in the keys. And, you know, the building society manager was telling me that every day they'd get a set of keys put through the, the, the letterbox and we could, you know, have the property, take it back. You know, um, in, in that case, of course, the lender, if they've lost money on, on the mortgage, they can still go after you. I think, I think at the time it was 12 years, they could still go after you for the difference. So just giving the keys back doesn't always uh, answer the problem. Now, some people had to give back because they just couldn't afford the mortgage. At that time, I think rate, rates were running quite high, unlike today when you, you've got interest rates at you know, 2 and 3%. It's, it's just nothing. Oh, in my day, we paid 15 and 16%, and, and it's true. Um, but still, a couple of properties I bought in the past, at the time when I, I bought them, they, they went down in value, but it, it didn't really matter. Prices will go up and down. But you know, in the end, the underlying value of property will still be there because people always need somewhere to live. Population is increasing. Um, immigration is still at a high. You've still got quite high net migration. I can't remember the exact figure, but it's still in, in the hundreds of thousands of net migration. That's that the amount of people coming in as opposed to the amount of people going out. Uh, people are still coming in from Europe despite Brexit. And, you know, people are living longer. And so you know, at, at the end of that time, they, you know, when they, they re retire or get old, they might need to then sell a property, have a smaller unit. There, there is a need for the smaller units. There's more divorce. So, you know, people are, are, are needing smaller, smaller units for that reason, for one bedroom, two bedroom flats, studios even. So I, I don't know. I think there'll always be a demand for property. Will prices go up and down? Yes. The, will there be property recessions? Yes. In, in the end, for me, it's still a good investment. Maybe not right at this moment when prices are falling in London, but it's still a good long-term investment. And the important thing about property is you can get loans to buy it. You can use leverage to buy it. Leverage, meaning 
you've got some help. A lever is, is helping you, right? You've got a big rock. You want to get, move it. You, you get a lever, don't you? A long stick and you, you lift it. That gives you leverage. You know, it was discovered by some ancient Greek mathematician. Uh, but with leverage, you, you can get help to buy a property. You can get a loan to buy it, sometimes even up to 100%. And, you know, you, you can never save that amount to buy the property. You can never save, you know, £450,000 to buy a property in London or even £200,000 to buy a property elsewhere. Could you save that amount? No. So you get a loan, you get a mortgage, and that, that leverage then helps you to buy that property. But you can't get leverage to invest as, as a buy-to-let investor. I, I can get leverage to buy a property from, from a lender and then rent it out and make a profit after the loan has been paid. Uh, but I can't get that same leverage to go out and buy shares in BT or shares in Shell Oil or, or shares in Tesla or whatever. You know, I can't go and say to the bank, give me the money to buy those shares and you take those shares as security so that if, if um, I can't pay the loan, you keep the shares. No, they're, they're going to send you packing. They won't do that. They'll only lend on a property or I mean, they lend on other things, but they generally don't lend on the type of investments that they will sell you for your retirement. Yeah, they'll sell you a, one of their unit trust funds, mutual funds. Here, have one of our, you know, bank of this unit trust or, you know, one of one of these bonds or funds that they sell, the HSB or the RS, RBS bond fund, equity fund, managed fund, but they won't lend you the money to buy those funds because they'll say, no, they're, they're, not, they're not suitable security. Why not? Well, they're too risky. They could go down. <laughs> well, yeah, but then that's my savings going down. You're quite happy to say, sell me something that might go down, but you're not happy to put your own money into it and to lend me the money to buy it. Anyway, that's my little bugbear about banks. So there you go. Um, property prices, some parts of the country, fine. They're, they're still going up. Other parts of the country, like London, they're, they're going down. And we'll have to see how things pan out in the future. I personally think there's, there's still a bit of a way to go. Some stuff is still a bit overpriced in London. But then you've got to remember some, some prices in London. You had properties in, in, in town selling for millions and millions and millions. Uh, yeah, it's it's a tough market down there, um, but still people are still buying. You know, um, I did talk to an agent in London, in central London recently. They said they've never seen it so tough, and yet you know they're still there, they're still hanging in. Stuff is still selling at at the right price. So there you go. Thanks for listening. This has been Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate, and enjoy more money. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit MoneyTipsDaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 